0: hello folks episode number 17 17 it is it's a big one today yeah i can't even lie i'm excited yeah you know we tried real
1: hard to keep this one under wraps the best we could of course most people who knew us already knew about this but that's because i've been telling we told a lot of people but uh special guest this week sitting mayor of utica rob Palmieri. yeah Rob. good Uh, interview great interview fascinating guy uh I had a great time talking to him We went about 20 minutes So we'll we'll share that with you folks And uh, also we have a new intro theme song this week A the new theme
0: song We're going to start yeah. putting on some new music If anybody knows what it is, let us know Yeah, Udicast uh, episode 17 We're glad you're here folks Made it Made it I'm wondering how many people, besides Thomas D, who definitely knows, are going to know what that uh, music is. Well, uh, Thomas D, uh, our good guest from a couple weeks ago, uh, I
1: talked to him after he was he did the interview with us. Yeah. And he wants to write bumper music for the show. So, Thomas, anytime, literally anytime. I'm waiting, I'm counting down the minutes. Um, so, big show, Mayor Paul Mary this week. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna change things up a little bit this week. We're gonna go right to the interview after this this little uh, our beginning spiel. Where I'm then gonna,
0: you want to bring in Higgins afterwards? Yeah, we'll do everything okay. afterwards. We're gonna we're gonna front load it up. Front load the mayor. That way, um, for those of you who came who don't normally listen but might have come to listen to the mayor, we can get right to the good stuff. And then you can skip out if you don't want to hear the rest of our nonsense. But I'll tell you, you should hang around. The Got nonsense is good this week because uh, we do have an excellent amount of Udicast
1: mailbag this week. Huge mailbag was huge
0: out of nowhere. Huge, huge mailbag out
1: of nowhere. Uh, so a couple things I want to. To mention though before we get too far into the show, uh, number one, I don't remember if we mentioned it or not last week, so I'll mention it again. We are now streaming live on the 315 Live app and website. So, yeah, thank you very much to Matt Massour at Matt Massour on Twitter. Uh, he's a good man. He's always supporting us. A good man, defender of the wall from yeah. Utica as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's a good guy. He never feeds the trolls. Good for him. So, uh, thanks a lot again, Matt Massour. You can check us out 315 Live, the app. And the website. Also, we have a Made in Utica event coming up. Uh, so, I'm going to give you a little info about this. This event is going to take place this Thursday, October 22nd, at the Thinkubator. Made in Utica presents up close with special guests Sleepstorm. Uh, for those of you who've never heard of this event or want to know a little more about it, you can go to madeinutica.com. um It is a free event. A lot of the things that will be happening. We're having a QA and a with Stacey Smith from Lilo Hydration, who just won $25,000 to develop her product. Her
0: product is pretty impressive. I think people are going to be stoked when they see yeah. what that is. Uh, we also have
1: a live interview with Ryan Miller, uh, a live performance by Sleepstorm. Uh, Maiden Utica will be debuting their brand-new We Love Utica video, which got really good traction awesome. last they week. excellent video. If you can't make it, that's okay, because they'll be streaming it live online at MaidenUtica.com. And uh, I hate to bury the lead here, but it will be hosted by the one and
0: only Sam Familaro. It's from the Utica hostings. I know. It's so uh, 7 p.m. this Thursday the 22nd at ThinkUbator. In case you don't know, ThinkUbator is upstairs from Utica Brad down in Bag Square. Uh, if you want to reserve a spot, we do have limited seating. So send an email to
1: madeinutica@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Reach out. Get your tickets now. Uh, I have one more piece that I want to talk about, and this okay. one is a little serious. So uh, I'm going to take this down for just a minute. Um, earlier this month, uh, a two-year-old child, her name is Brooke Witchley. Uh, her mother, Amanda, passed away tragically earlier mm-hmm. this week. Um, it's a very sad story. Yeah. I'm not going to go on a soapbox about about anything, anything about it, uh, but I'll put it this way. Uh, addiction is very sad and terrible, and it yes. affects millions and millions of people around the world. And more than that, it affects a lot of people locally, more people than sometimes we think about. Uh, addiction is, is, is a disease. It ruins life and it's very, very tragic. Um, so they've started a GoFundMe to help out Brooke Witchley, this two-year-old girl who just lost her mother. Uh, I posted a tweet about it on our website at Udicast on the Udicast Twitter. I will repost it again later this week. If you want to donate, uh, GoFundMe will. They're raising money currently. I think they've raised about $3,000 in seven days so far.
0: And seriously, it's one of those things, you know, when when a two year old girl loses their mother tragically like that, it doesn't matter if you only have 10 bucks to give something. I mean, I. (laughs) Can't even imagine.
1: Um, you know, this we always say the city is full of really wonderful, caring, good people, and this is an opportunity for the city to do something great for someone who could really use your help. So yeah. um, I will repost all the information on Twitter, uh,
0: GoFundMe for Brooke Witchley. Um, Yeah, I don't. I don't have a follow up. It's sad. Send all your money. It's sad. And now we're kind of sad. down. Can't really make jokes anymore. Uh, so let's move on. Let's Shake move
1: on out. to the big, the big draw for the show. Uh, we were. Very, very lucky and honored. We talk sometimes about how we're very lucky to do this show and to get the support that we get from the community. We've been, yeah. we've been. I, I hate to use the word blessed, but we honestly, it's been a blessing. It's Howard. been overwhelming. Yeah, it really has. The been support has been overwhelming. Um, so we we were lucky enough to sit down with the sitting mayor of Utica, Robert Palmieri, this week. Mm-hmm. I I went to City Hall. Yeah. And I spoke with him uh, for what I initially pitched uh, as twelve to thirteen minutes of
0: talk, and uh-huh. it went twenty because. He just kept going I can't believe that once the two Italian guys got talking, they went for a long time. <laughs> can I tell
1: you can I tell you how quickly he put together who I was and whether I was Italian? He's like, "Familaro, huh? What are you, uh sales kid? I was like, Oh man, oh man. So you know. Uh so you know what? No no need to uh to keep going. Let's No need to drag it out. Uh live from City Hall, here's me interviewing the mayor of Utica, Robert Palmery. I'm, I was in this office. was in 2005 when Tim Julian was still in office. And every time I come in here, I'm always I'm always excited to be in the mayoral office. It's so nice to be here. And it's an honor to have you here, uh, Mr. Palmieri. It's a it's a pleasure.
2: It's, uh, again, I'm glad you're in here. Has it changed a little bit in this, sir? I love all the sports gear you have here. It's, it makes um, I'm, me I'm very a, happy. I'm a very sports enthusiast. <laughs> I'm a giant fan, a Yankee um, fan, a uh, Comet fan, absolutely mm-hmm. Pioneer fan. Uh, I love sports. I played sports throughout my entire life. Raised my five kids playing sports. Coached at Notre Dame for over 16 years. Um, So when you're talking, I look at a lot of the analogies that I have in life as a salesman. Very similar to what sports is all about. It's working hard. It's bringing people together. It's that leadership that you need, um, and not being afraid to make a mistake because that's what you learn from.
1: And uh, what what I've noticed actually, one of the first things I when I first saw your name in the city. Was the signs everywhere? The mayor Paul Mary signs everywhere on the city in the Comets colors, uh, and I, that that makes total sense. to are sports fan now that I've i uh, connected. Well,
2: let me let me go back with the the colors. Um, I've had those colors for over twenty years. Really. So I, I, I like to say it was because of the Utica Comets, but it's not. I think the Utica Comets took my colors, and I'm very, I'm very appreciative of that. But, no, I've had these colors for a while. Uh, the, you know, traditionally when I first ran back uh, multiple years ago in, in, in the late 90s, uh, I did the red, white, and blue like everybody else. And then actually I think after my second term, I went to the blue and I went to the green, and I've had them ever since. For what reasons, I don't know. I like the look of it. Uh, I think they stand out a little bit more. So um, mm. that's that's my colors. Uh, I'm kind of proud of them, and I'm proud that everybody looks at them now and maybe uh, equates them to the Utica Comets because uh, uh, Utica's back. Uh, yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of pride, in, uh, and, I, and I'm hoping that uh, people see the difference in the city over the four years that I've been in here uh, them from the previous, uh, years, decades before.
1: Uh, I was lucky enough to be at the back to bag square event on, uh, on October 12th. I think it was 12 or 13th. Uh, anyway, you spoke at the event mm-hmm. and, uh, you gave an excellent speech and you referenced the idea of only in Utica can these things happen. And that really seemed to speak to a lot of people in the room. Uh, this goes hand in hand. You guys had a $13 million housing development announced last week for the right. bag square area. Um, One of the things you touched upon very heavily is the change in perspective uh, for the mentality of a lot of the, I would say the youth, but the the younger generation of this city. And it does seem to be a palpable change. Uh, When did you start feeling this, or did it just sort of creep up on you?
2: No, it didn't creep up. I mean, that was our whole um, game plan from day one, uh, Mm -hmm. is bringing hope back to the people. And if you talk about my sweeps that we go out and we do every Wednesday, Uh, We're up to close to 270 miles that we've done over the last four years, Mm. uh, hitting as many parts of the city as we can. But obviously hitting the parts of the city that a lot of people sometimes forget about. Uh, We bring out um, all of our uh, chiefs, our Mm -hmm. department heads. uh, We bring City Hall back out to the people. uh, So they could ask the questions uh, that maybe they won't be coming into City Hall to talk about. And it also gives an opportunity for our department heads and our chiefs to see what's happening grassroots out there. Mm. You want to bring hope back to the people. That's what we're trying to do. So when you're rebranding a city, you, you rebrand it each mm. block at a time, a section of the city at the time, and then you bring in your economic development. You have to have a clean, safe city in order for economic development to move forward. So I guess from day one, that has always been changing the mantra. When I ran before, I said Utica deserves better, Yes, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, we, we needed to do a little bit more than has been done in the past for the people, and let them so see that there is a difference. And then now my mantra is, Utica is better, and it's a reflection of our finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a much better position than we were four years ago from a negative deficit uh, in our fund balance of $15,000 to having a, a negative surplus to having a, a deficit to where we are, we've been upgraded by 3 different uh, of the agencies where we were downgraded Mm -hmm. to have a fund balance that is at the level that the people voted for uh, of roughly 3.5 to build relationship with HUD. That was in a tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, They monitored roughly 19 out of our 23 facade programs that were not compliant. We didn't have a good standing with them. So it was a taking care of the things and and saying they're real. Mm -hmm. The, The problems are there. How do we change these problems? And you can't change the problem just by yourself. You need everybody as a team to come on board and understand, you know, how do we do it? Who do we bring in? And we've done that. Uh, our finances are much stronger. Our relationship with HUD uh, is, is surpassed. They use us as a model now. We were only one of three in New York State. They have a um, summit. Uh, they have the, uh, what was it? The uh, community, community needs, needs assessment yeah. within the city. Uh, I think that's an honor at this point to be recognized. So not only... Are the people of Utica seeing a difference and rebranding and feeling good about it? It's throughout. It's on the federal level and it's on the state level, which brings us to the fact that people over the years have said, you know what, we never get the bacon, which means we never get the money from either Albany or Washington or whatever it may be. We just received $300 million from the governor uh, to erect a new state-of-the-work hospital. Now, where it's going to be, you know, that is going to be very fluid and very open and very transparent. Mm-hmm. But the board has chosen downtown in the city of Utica. Yeah. Uh, which I think, you know, for the first time in a long time, uh, we're talking about not only development that we see with the HSBC building, which is a landmark, we see the explosion of Bag Square, yes. the announcement of the $13 million new apartments going on, the re- renovations of the auditorium, ConMed, all delicious a um, and Master Images, new uh, hotels on North Genesee Street, new restaurants being popped up all over. So you're seeing all these great things. Now you put the fact that, A, you have the ability to have a state-of-the-art hospital that's going to be for the greater Utica area. And, you know, you, you got to give credit to where credit's due. Our, our, our statesmen, uh, Anthony Brindisi and Joe Griffo, all have brought the bacon home. Now we're working extremely hard with the county executive, who happens to be a Republican, Joe Griffith, who happens to be a Republican, Rob Palmieri, who's a Democrat, Anthony Brindisi, who's a Democrat. It doesn't make a difference. Mm. It's all about the city at this point, and we see the opportunity, and we're in a zone. We talked a little bit about this before about being in the zone. Yeah. Whether I'm in sales or I'm in sports, you know when you feel that good feeling, and everyone's feeling it, we're all working and pulling in the same direction. How long this zone's going to be here, I don't know. But as long as it's here, we're going to hit it out of the park. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, during
1: your speech uh, at the Bag Square event, uh, you mentioned this, and it's something I think about a lot in my personal life. Uh, I like politics, but politics bothers me because I feel like the we have become too partisan, and it and it causes political discourse to not mm-hmm. work as smoothly right. as it should. Uh do you feel like that's the key, to be more bipartisan and to get away from party lines to make positivity happen? That, that seems like it doesn't work as smoothly as that all the time.
2: Let me let me see. Uh, I probably, I'm probably the worst politician the, this city has ever had as, as a politician. Um, because, you know, when I go door to door, someone will ask you, are you Republican or are you Democrat? I'm a Utican. First and foremost, a I'm a Utican. So if I represent the party, which I am a Democrat, extremely well, who does that bold well for? The Democratic Party. hmm so I, I think my mantra has been that. When I ran multiple years ago, over 20 years ago as a councilperson, I've said uh, politics has been the stagnation of the city. And I meant that, and I still mean it. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing at this point is that the clarity of the water is coming out because there is, the politics have been dropped. Uh, people are, are, are working well together. You're starting to collaborate with, with the private enterprises. and Enter, Entrepreneurs are getting involved where they sat on the sidelines for all these years because of just what you said. It's politics. I don't want to get involved. You know, you can't fight City Hall. You hear all the scenarios that are out there. This is for the first time, and it takes leadership, but when it takes leadership, people have to see that there's a difference. People are seeing it. They're feeling it. So politics at this point, there's always going to be politics, whether it be on a, a, a sports team, whether it be in a a po- political atmosphere, whether it be in, in a religious atmosphere, there's a certain amount of politics that goes on. What you don't want to do with politics is that you, you let the negativity of that become the overwhelming fuel for the engine that you go in an opposite direction. Stay focused on how the city is, where we're going, and then let hmm. everything else will follow suit. Um, this is actually <laughs> something uh, you guys had a really
1: heavy emphasis on local business uh, over the last I don't know how many years. But since I've come home, I've seen many thriving, successful new local businesses and more coming along the way. Uh, Fifteen years ago, or however long it was, my father owned a local hardware store in East Utica. And I watched that store go from a neighborhood hardware store that people love to come into, regulars, people they'd bring their kids and their dogs, and they'd visit with my dad and grandfather. And over a period of time, they were pushed out by reality. Home Depot came in. Lowe's came right. in. We have all these small local businesses, your Ocean Blues, your, uh, I don't want to forget anybody, but Just go up and down Tennessee Street, yeah, yeah. Go uh, Street, go
2: on Bleecker Street, go on Burrick mm. Street. It's all yeah. local. But what concerns me, and I, I don't want to be
1: cynical, is there a concern about sustainability? Once these things are no longer new and exciting,
2: is there a plan to keep these local businesses sustainable Well, in the future? If you, listen, if they're good business people and they have a good product, people sure. keep on coming. Mm. If the people such in the Utica... Here, I look at our product, and we have features and benefits that we have in the city of Utica. That's why we're hot at this point. So it's incumbent upon me as the CEO of the city to make sure that we are changing with time, uh, that we would provide a product that people want to engage in, and you're starting to see that. As far as all the local businesses out there, they will succeed because we are growing. It's a greater Utica area. Well, not going to be the mega retail center that we were 50, 60 years ago downtown, but we're developing into a neighborhood. We're developing uh, the arts. We're developing of great eateries and, and the ambiance of that. So that's going to be our niche, we're, uh, our tourist attraction. Do you realize how much we're losing off the throughway by not giving that the people coming off? So sustainability is not going to be only just by the, the residents here. It's getting people off the thruway and giving them a reason instead of going up to the Adirondacks to come out here, let's get something to eat, let's go to the Munson Williams, let's go to the Stanley, let's go here, let's stay, instead of staying um, one day for the Boilermaker, we're going to stay three or four days because there's a lot to do, or we're going to go to the Adirondacks, but we're going to spend the week here and go up to the Adirondacks for two and then utilize this this market here and maybe go to the Turning Stone. Mm. Okay, let's not fight against all the, the amenities that we have in this area, but again, the heart is Utica.
1: Um, Earlier this month, the mayoral primaries uh, went on, and the turnout numbers were surprisingly low. Now, I know that this is not uncommon to have low turnout for primaries. It's early in the election season. Is that disconcerting to you, considering the economic like revival that's
2: been happening in the city, that there's not more turnout for the primary No, I, I guess I look at it in a different way. I thought the the, the turnout was exactly what we expected. Mm. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of fanfare uh, on, on the whole election. I think a lot of people maybe take, took it for granted. Well, you know, he's doing a great job. Mm. Um, but if you look at the results, uh, I was very impressed. I was very humbled by mm. the turnout for me as, as the mayor. Uh, I, I thought it was extremely uh, very bene- beneficial for our administration. So I mean there is apathy out there. Uh, sure. you, you have to understand there's apathy and that's why I go back to the you have to connect to the people uh, and each neighborhood is a little bit unique and different and, and it takes them you got to give them a reason to come out and I, I think that uh, I think that if you look at West Utica, you look at the Cornhill area on the Lower East Side um, I, I would say successfully, if not for them, I probably wouldn't be sitting mm. in this mayoral seat.
1: Interesting. That's interesting. Uh, it would be remiss of me to not talk a little bit about the downtown hospital idea. It was. It's been a popular concept on the show for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally have always said that that stretch of downtown Utica, as I, me and the host of the show, the other host Kevin, we have been around this town for a long time. We've always said it's a shame that there can't be something done to this stretch of the city because it really seems like if you could put something together here, it'd be beautiful, but it really is a very uh, dilapidated section of the city. The hospital seems like it would solve that problem all at once, Uh, at least from my perspective. um, You seem to be supportive of the idea of the hospital in that scenario.
2: I'm extremely supportive Um. of of the hospital. First and foremost, let's look at not the location so much at this point, Mm. we're we're, going to be getting a state-of-the-art facility Mm. uh, with the best technology that we had with the consolidation. So multiple times, how many times have you heard, I had to go to Syracuse, I had to go to Albany. I could speak for myself. I had to bring my granddaughter to Syracuse Upstate. I had to bring my daughter to Albany. I much feel much more comfortable to have the families. They have a state-of-the-art hospital that we could have all the technology and, and the best doctors in the world mm. right here. So first and foremost, for the quality of life for our residents, a state-of-the-art, brand-new hospital is is something that will grow the greater Utica region. Now, where it goes, you know, um, you know, a little, I'm a little parochial. It should go in the city of Utica, and it should go where you have the mass population and the need. That's in Utica. Now let's look at where you know, the other parts. Uh, there was conversation about having it up near the psych center. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was conversation potentially near uh, Murnane Field. Right. Um, that decision was based on that board. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? There's some very, very well-knowledgeable people on that board that had more numbers and looked at it, and I didn't have the opportunity. I put a lot of confidence in those people. Mm-hmm. It was unanimous that they chose at this point to do their due diligence downtown in the city of Utica along Columbia in that area. Uh, and I'm going to do anything in my power to accommodate and to work with them because I do believe if there is going to be a hospital, I want it in the city of Utica. And if the destination is there, um, again, I think a hospital will breed uh, economic development. I, I, contrary to other people, uh, you look at Mohawk Hospital equipment, it's not conducive for them to have the, the trailers and the trucks backing it up, stopping traffic. The fluid is not there. We had the opportunity, and I reached out to some of the other people that would be affected, uh, Tony Clemente mm-hmm. and H.R. Uh, Brandley's, Mr. M- uh, Mr. Falvo, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe I would get some pushback there. Mm-hmm. Contrary, uh, they were absolutely very uh, in the position that, you know what, it would be beneficial to the city of Utica. Mm-hmm. So that negativity that we're, we think we hear out there, you have these people that are being affected the most and they're saying you know what we would be remiss to say the hospital belongs here will it be a little pain for them absolutely now it's up to the city of utica this administration this mayor to find out a place accommodate them into another part of the city that's going to be beneficial to them that's going to meet their needs that they need they've often said that you know what we need a doc we need so we need okay. truck routes and so forth. So now it's up to me to find a possible site that will accommodate them. But now we could maybe look at another site that is not as vibrant as we would want it to be. Right. Now make that vibrant with existing businesses going into a, re, in a another area that's going to boost that. So I see this taking what people would say is a negative, uh, moving these people and making a negative a positive, And it's a positive that you're... The, the future of the hospital downtown, along with you know, we haven't even touched on nanotechnology. No. We haven't even touched on SUNY PI mm. with a, a, a teaching uh, a nursing and in and, and the Masonic uh, Rehab Center, uh, Cardiac Research. Mm. We're, we're talking about things at this point. We could be a, at a point of, of a state of an art mm. hospital in bringing more into it than we're even talking about at this point that we would be at the level of the, the upstate uh, hospitals and, and, and Albany Medical. We could be at this point that you no longer have to go to these other regions. And now when you're coming off the thruway, now we're giving you reasons to come to the city of Utica, and now let's talk about the harbor. <laughs> the harbor has been talked about. Water brings economic development, and we're moving forward with bringing in a uh, recreational, um, residential, commercial, retail, and all into one area. That is going to be the game changer that gives you the quality of life for all you new young men and women coming into here that want to raise a family. They want all the amenities of a large city, but now you got the quality of life of having it in the best little city in America right here in Utica, New York. Uh,
1: I was lucky enough, very briefly, uh, to work at Mohawk Valley Community College. I was a temp when I came back from New York. And uh, there's a very approachable gentleman there named Randall Van Wagner. He's one of the, uh, the deans. He's like the highest guy. Wonderful man, I had a nice conversation with him, and he used a phrase which I had never heard before. He referred to today in Utica as the post-Comets economy, and I thought that was a really interesting uh, take on things. Um, You seem to be very passionate about the hospital and the harbor. Is this your personal vision for what Utica's future holds? I
2: I think our our future is something you haven't seen. Mm. I think our future is where I was when I was a young boy, When you had Griffiths Air Force Base, you had GE, you had all these other factories that were here, and all of a sudden they left, and they left these vacant buildings, Mm. and they left everybody in the point of being, you know, Utica had only in Utica, there's nothing to do, there's nothing. It was all the negativity, and I think for all these years, people kept on hoping and hoping and hoping. They talked about the nano, Eh, it's not coming, you heard that all over again, it's here. We're, we're, We're in a zone right now, and the only way we screw it up is that A, we screw it up, and I'm pointing to myself and other elected officials because it's a positive time, it's a great time for the young to invest into the city, it's a great time to raise your family in the city, and you've just seen just the beginning, which will be the next decade.
1: It's hard sometimes to foster <coughs> uh, shifts in perspective. Uh, especially, you know, when I left New- I left you uh, left Utica in two thousand seven and there was a cynicism. Uh, there was a cynicism a definite cynicism yes, with me. the youth. And, uh, and whether or not there was future here for us. And it does seem like there is this sort of sea change moving to a much more positive atmosphere, and that really does feel good for somebody who left and then came back, like myself. Um, I've, I've already gone long over time with you. Uh, before I let you go, I ask this to all our guests on the show, uh, and this is a little more of a question for you personally. Uh, Mayor Robert Palmieri, in your own words, who
2: are you? Good question. It's a good question. <laughs> I guess, who am I? Uh, I I'm a father. Um, I'm a husband. Um, I was a salesman. I was a coach. Uh, I'm passionate about my city that I love that gave me so much, um, and I, it, And it's up to me to give back. Uh, my, up, my upbringing with my mother and father, who, quite frankly, worked at Tri-State Laundry and mm-hmm. worked at Rome Cable, lived in a two-family house mm-hmm. on Miller Street, uh, thought it was the greatest thing since uh, apple, apple pie. Uh, so you're asking me who I am. I'm a person that sees a vision for this great city, and I have 12 grandchildren that I want them to stay here uh, after I'm long and gone. Uh, and so I think the future is bright for us, and I'm very, very honored uh, to be the mayor. I always say it's a privilege and an honor to work for the city, and anybody that works for the city should have that same feelings. I'm very passionate, I'm very intense, um, and I guess I'm in love with my city.
1: Mayor Mary, it is an absolute uh, honor and privilege to be here in your office with you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Election Day, November 3rd. Uh, get out and vote, folks. Polls will be open. And it's, uh, again, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, sir. Really, My I appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you so much. Uh, and we'll be back at the show in just a moment. Uh, Aaron Higgins, you're here in, in the, the studio. House,
3: two weeks and running. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, before we keep going again,
0: I want to thank uh, you know Mayor Palmieri uh, again. Yeah, he's thank- a busy guy, especially in the re-election cycle. That's awesome for him to put aside the yeah. time for us. That's I really appreciate. That.
3: Unbelievable. November
0: third, folks, go out there and vote, vote, vote uh, in your local elections. Also, real quick, thanks to uh, Sonny Greco, the yeah, mayor's. Yep. Fixer, right hand man, whatever it is, because we yep. couldn't have got together with him without Sonny's help. So thanks to Sonny as well. I did catch his last Greco. name, but Sonny's got his dude, Derek,
1: who is also there helping us out. Sonny and Derek, I appreciate all the help.
3: Sonny Greco is an amazing dude. I love incredible, Sonny Greco. Incredible,
1: incredible name. Great I name. Love like, Sonny. oh my I God. I
3: love Sonny Greco.
1: Um, so we had a lot, a lot of you to cast mailbag questions this we week. Did. So, guys, nice. thank you Keepin coming. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate I it. You. It took us a couple weeks, but. Uh, uh, so let's get into some of those mailbag questions. I might as well. Um, and two of the mailbag questions this week, two of them, unsolicited, were about superheroes. Really? Yeah. Two superhero questions. Okay. Which made me wonder, uh, what is it, like a new hot superhero movie coming out or something this week, Probably. Right? They come out every
0: other week.
3: They really do.
1: <laughs> it seems like it, right? So there's not one coming out this week, but what I did find out is that from 2016 through 2018... There will be 24 big-budget, major-studio superhero movies Jesus. based
0: on the Marvel and DC characters. What's that, like one every six weeks? They're
3: running out of three people yeah, that weeks. We make into superhero
0: films. Sequels, Aaron. <laughs> sequels. <laughs> it's so many movies.
3: Like, I watched it, and I was like, how
1: are you? But eventually, the superhero bubble is going to burst, and people are just not going to care anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. I think you're already starting to see it. Fantastic Four did terrible this year. Um, and that's an interesting point you bring up, because I saw on the list of these 24 big-budget movies... Fantastic Four 2,
0: already green-lighted. We'll see about that. It makes you wonder, like, they're not going to make that movie
1: now, right? <laughs> I don't
3: like, think so. You know. we, could do it, we could do it here for a much lower budget.
1: It's true. Fantastic Three, starring the Unicast. I'm into it.
0: Um.
3: <laughs> I was including Justin, but
0: we could we if could we're not including guys. Justin yeah. I guess we're no. just doing he's that he's Doctor Doom he's the bad guy okay okay um, that's logical that makes that, sense. No, he's <laughs> totally Human Torch right if the four of us are Fantastic Four <laughs> yeah that's fair
3: I don't know any of the Fantastic Four people
0: there's the Human
1: Torch that's the reason the movie did poorly exactly yeah, the Human Torch who turns into flames Justin. and then the Thing who's a big giant rock man Sully and then Mr. Fantastic who is stretchy like he has stretchy that's powers you. and then Mrs. 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 Uh, the invisible Woman who can turn oh invisible. that sounds about right yeah the Invisible Woman
0: that shows up that sounds about right (laughs)
3: guys
0: I think we might have new Halloween costumes (laughs) that's a really good Halloween because I won't
3: show up for Halloween because I don't
0: like it she's invisible she's not here so Um, we'll we'll save that for next week's Halloween Halloween. episode so I
3: have
1: so I have two uh, reader mailbag questions (laughs) about this alright one is from Marcy Dyer listener Mm -hmm. Marcy Dyer hello Marcy and her question was what is our favorite comic book movie adaptation now, Higgins, you mentioned to me before this that you could care less about Well, it.
3: here's the thing. I've been thinking about it for the past couple of minutes. Um, was Guardians of the Galaxy a comic yes, book? Yes. I go with Guardians of the Galaxy. I Originally, that. I went with Godzilla, old-school Godzilla, but I didn't know if it was a comic book or not. It's not. not. but uh, That's okay. <laughs> but now I'm going Guardians of the Galaxy because that movie was amazing.
0: As if Sam couldn't love you anymore. I yeah, know. I'm <laughs> a huge fan. Uh, not the new What about Godzilla. you,
3: Sam?
1: Well, Guardians, I thought Guardians was great, but here's the thing about Guardians, right? I didn't read any of the Guardians comics. Like, that movie could have been about anything. I enjoyed that movie because I thought it was well-acted and oh, I loved the music. it was brilliant. And there's Groot. And group, yeah. Um, so for me, knowing it was a comic book and having it turned into a movie, I would say, I've teased it a little bit with all my gifts, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is an awesome, Ooh, hot take. awesome movie. Scott Pilgrim know. is so funny and Edgar Wright's such a good director and I don't really care for Michael Sarah generally,
0: but he's pretty good in that movie. Swordsman's in that movie. Oh, I like My dude, Chris Evans is in you know, that movie. You know he was in that was really? underrated. Yeah. Youth and Revolt. Michael Sarah was in that. That was a real good movie. If I never, didn't saw his play, never saw it. Never saw it. Check it out. I have to. Um, I would say for me, I'm not a comic book guy. I don't read comic I, I books. Really I never not even they are but as a huge Batman mark uh, The Dark mm-hmm. Knight might be my favorite movie anyway yeah. so if we're saying comic book movies it's gotta be The Dark Knight Has that's a
3: good be. one I like that
1: Dark book.
0: Knight is like
1: a really good movie on it's own merit even yeah. if you don't know anything about comic books yeah. right? Like it that's... wouldn't matter even
0: in the yeah. least
3: it's a great film I've only seen pieces of it but everything that Are I've
0: you... I'll give you the DVD before you leave
3: everything that I've it's like so long it's 2015
0: had... do you still have a DVD player I don't think people don't do it anymore what do I
3: have now like just laser vision
0: <laughs> like... you had laser vision my mom bought me a DVD for
1: Halloween I went to her house yesterday. She's going to
0: Chicago for Halloween. She said, here, I got you a Halloween bag. No, no, no. She bought, him, she bought him a Blu-ray, but he doesn't have a Blu-ray player. So you have a DVD. I have, have a the Land Before Time on Blu-ray. Yeah, a Blu-ray copy of the Land Before Time. Like My with the dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah, like Littlefoot and Little Sarah. Fo- oh, something. nope.
3: Can't watch that movie. It's sad. I can't it's watch that movie. movie. I can't. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's move on to the second question. So thanks, Marcy, on that one. Great question. Uh, next question uh, is from the Utica Frisbee Club, who's been... Killing me! Killing me! All week with messages. Uh, His question
3: was. We love the Utica Freshman Club. I I love
1: the Utica Freshman Club. I like giving them a hard time. Oh, I can't help it. Of course, you can't. But their question was uh, what superhero would you most like to see live in Utica? Mm.
3: (laughs) Oh. Well, now that I've opened. That's an
0: interesting question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My
3: original answer was Batman because. Batman. That'd be I mean,
0: incredible, right? It's just
3: Batman. I mean, come on. That'd be super cool to see Batman. It would be... Although now he kills people, and I'm not so sure how I feel about that. Wait, what? But Batman kills people. In his most recent film, Batman killed the guy. Like, he broke a guy's neck. Like, right there. No, 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 no,
0: You're thinking of... So is that Superman? That's Superman. Oh. That's Superman. Batman that's, that's Batman's whole thing is he doesn't kill people.
3: Okay, then I'm going with Batman on this. A... Or can I get one of those what's the raccoon's name? Oh Rocket. Rocket.
0: Rocket Raccoon.
3: See Rocket Raccoon, man, that would be a pretty sweet friend to have.
1: When I think about this question, because I'm a huge nerd. Yep. My I, <laughs> thank you for agreeing. I do. Uh my take is which superhero would be the most impressive to see lurking around the city, right? Like and I'm going to go with Spider-Man because
0: I think it would be oh. dope to be driving down you know, Genesee Street. I was Street. thinking about saying Spider-Man. Climbing up the ocean blue. Hopping around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like to see him hopping around the city.
3: You know, now that I'm bringing this back, I'm going to go with Duff Man.
0: Oh, Duff Man is not a superhero oh. either. He's not? Are you sure?
3: But could even, be like, he could be like this. Utica Club Man.
1: Duffman was from, from Simpsons. Simpsons.
0: He's the Duff Beer guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duff okay. Duff Man. Oh yeah, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, that guy—not a superhero. <laughs> um, I, my my first take is Batman. Obviously, I mean, I'd, like I said, I'm a Batman guy. It would be awesome to see Batman living around here. But if I didn't pick Batman, oh, I would have to say, see, I want to say the Incredible Hulk, but yeah. like we've been working hard enough to rebuild downtown, <laughs> <Hulk> <laughs> <laughs> going down there, raising hell, smashing uh, things up just because he's true. angry or whatever. There was a follow-up to this question: was whether or not that superhero would be
1: good at frisbee. Can I pick the whole X Men? The whole yeah, internet all good the answers. answer. That's Wolverine a better answer. Would be a fun one. Um, so thanks,
3: Spiderman would be awesome. At so thanks
1: Utica Frisbee. Uh, our answers
0: are a bunch of people, and they'd all be good at Frisbee. Google would so, And he you know what? Shout, shout out to uh, Nick Bruno from the Utica Frisbee Club because I went to a wedding with him this weekend. My cousin Corey just got married this weekend. Oh, oh, yeah. Him and his bride Allison. We had a great time. It was an incredible wedding, and uh, we had a lot of fun out there. Good weekend. I feel like every week I'm on the show. I'm like, oh, I was at a wedding this weekend because <laughs> you're now at that age. Yeah. Because I've got like 70 cousins.
1: That too. All right, let's move on. Next
0: next mailbag question. And
1: this one comes from somebody who's not a person I see every single day. So good for you guys. I'm, Thank you so I'm much. that it's not somebody Thank who you. talks to me on the phone. Uh, this one is from Joe Pasqualetti. Hey, Joe. Who wrote, Hello, Unicast. What are your top five favorite apps, or three, Ooh. or ten, whatever fits into your time constraints, Joe P. Thanks for the letter, Joe. Um, this is a, this is a good question, man. I had to
0: think about this a lot. I feel like, okay, so if I'm going to say favorite apps, I feel like you immediately have to discount, like, your social media apps. Like yeah, you Twitter Yes, yeah, so obviously Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. That's lovely that they run it. Uh, for me, I, I love Bleacher Report. I get all my sports off Bleacher good one, Report. Bleacher it's a good great one. app. You got to check it out. Um, I love the, the Reddit app for Android. I use Reddit. is fun. Um, yeah. I look at Reddit, you know, every day. So that's a big help. It's funny. Apple doesn't have an Android
1: app. Or a uh, uh, Reddit read app? So you, nah, you no, you have. Uh, they have, like, a a, a second-tier, like, marketed app. You would think so.
0: And again. you know what else? And I'll say for my third one, uh, probably my most, like, used Unsung Hero Save the Day app is Google Maps. That's a good uh, one. I too. love Google it's Maps. It's a good one. And not even just for, like, driving directions and for, like, live GPS and stuff, but when I'm looking at where things are, where they're coming from, how long it is to get somewhere, if I'm planning something, they're... They're pretty spot on, and they adjust for traffic in real time. Wow. Like, I've yeah. had it before where, like, if I'm driving into New York or something, they'll give me my estimated arrival time based on traffic conditions, which is a huge help. That's so it will tell fair. me, even if I'm seven miles away from someplace, it's like you're 50 minutes away. Wow. Yeah. What about you guys? Oh, well, uh,
1: I was going to say Bleacher Report. Great app. You ever heard of it? It's a great <laughs> app. Uh, but you stole that That's one a from good me. good one. Uh, so I'm going to go out with my my alarm clock app. It doesn't sound very exciting, but I have an alarm clock app that I paid. It's the real MVP. Yeah, wow. I, I, played, I paid $0.99 cents for it. It's called what? the Sleep Cycle Alarm Clock. And oh. the way it works is it gauges your sleep cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you put it on your bed, and it monitors how you're sleeping and whether you're in deep sleep or light sleep. And the way the alarm clock works Jesus. is it goes off as you're coming out
0: from your sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. So it wakes you up in a more comfortable manner. See, my problem with that is, like, a lot of times when I need my alarm to go off very early, I'm at the bottom of my sleep cycle. So if <laughs> that thing's not going off yeah, until my cool. body wants to wake up, I'm three hours late. I love it,
1: though. I use it every day. Great app. Mine cool. still wouldn't go off. Um, no. Big fan of the Rap Genius app. I'm sorry. I think Rap Genius is the funniest app if I ever remember. I don't know. What is Rap Genius? Rap so Genius nice.
3: is basically
1: a lyrics app, right? If you want to the lyrics to any song, you look it up in Rap Genius and you all the lyrics. But here's the interesting part. Let's say you have lyrics to a song. Yeah, that sounds like Google. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Let's say you have rap lyrics that you don't know about, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I listened to a rap song not not too long ago by a guy named Travis Scott, and he Mm -hmm. talks about how he's about to go Rambo, right? That's what he says. We go Rambo. And I said, what does that mean, to go Rambo? So I went. Well, I'm I'm, I'm making a point. Uh, So (laughs) I went to the Genius app, and I looked at the lyrics, and it's highlighted, and I clicked on... That lyric, and it gave me a definition for what that lyric meant. You know what the definition was? It was three gifts of Rambo shooting guns.
3: What? Yeah. Wow, that's so different oh, from what I expected.
1: Crazy, wow. <laughs> it was very exciting me. Rap genius. And uh, and I'd be lying if I wouldn't shout out the SoundCloud app. We use the SoundCloud app a
0: lot that's to true. promote the show, but it's also a great way to discover new music. So, and I saw one, too, as you're digging through your phone. I'm going to go back and add in a fourth real quick. The Vice News app is also oh, great. News I app saw is that is in your phone. What about you, Higgins?
3: Pinterest!
0: Wow. Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest. Pinterest,
3: Pinterest, Pinterest. I love Pinterest. If you guys can believe it. I'm really good at Pinteresting things. Mm-hmm. Like, I can put them on a board. I can take them off a board. So people can say
0: that Eric Higgins is very Pinteresting.
3: I am pretty Pinteresting. Wow. That was good. Wow, you're wise today. Wow. Well, that's it. I like my Pinterest app. You're old now and wise. You I like my there. Pinterest app. That's pretty much it, you guys. I'm not really much of an apper. Um, no,
0: I feel like I don't use the don't potential of all them. the apps out on the market. No. Like. I have like, I've just, you know, beautiful top of the line, brand new smartphone, all this junk. I, I barely no use it for like all the millions of apps out there in the store and stuff. I, I don't, I just, I've got my couple that I use I use, use my for Pinterest app.
3: I use like my banking app. Like I'm really good at my right? banking app. And I use my um, Mets baseball app.
0: That's pretty fair. That's
3: pretty much it. The I New Jersey, the New Jersey Mets baseball app.
0: That's it. You just got to get Bleacher Report for that. All right, well, I have Bleacher Report, Great but app. you ever heard of it? I do it. Great you ever
3: app. Uh, it. Buzzfeed. I have those things.
0: Nah, nah, I don't support Ooh. Buzzfeed. Uh, so let's move on.
1: Uh, she wasn't here that week, and yeah. I tore out Buzzfeed. Yeah. Thanks a lot to Joe. I appreciate the letter. Good stuff,
0: man. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Uh, but let's move on to uh, mailbag question of the week. Question of the century of the week. <laughs> of the week. <laughs> and this one comes
1: from a longtime listener. Otto Eisenberg. Hey, Otto. Mm-hmm. Otto, thanks for the letter, man. Keep up the excellent work, guys. Look forward to your new episode each week. What is the annual area event you look forward to attending the most each year? Okay.
3: Otto, what an awesome question. Great
1: question. That is a good thanks,
3: question. Thanks,
1: Otto. Uh, Who's first? I'll take the reins on this one because my answer will probably be obvious. I love the boilermaker. It's the most obvious answer. It's a good one. Biggest event probably the city has in terms of name recognition. I would say. Uh, And I'm—I'd be lying if I said I'm not somewhat biased because I've run it the last two years. Yeah. And running it and being involved in it and watching the support from the inside and watching how everybody is so hyped up and so excited for the event and the the whole lead up to it and the whole post time after is just. Phenomenal! I think it's the most impressive event we do all year in this entire city, and I I had a hard time
0: saying that that's not the answer. For that's me. fair, easy answer right there. Yeah. How about you? Uh,
3: I really liked wine in the wilderness. Oh, okay. I'm a big fan of wine in the wilderness. It's kind of a um, for me, it's like a kickoff of the summer, you know that season. Mm-hmm. You go and I'm a sucker for the zoo. I, I am a sucker for yeah. the zoo. See, I
0: love the zoo. A brew fest for me because I like beer better. But wine yeah. in the wilderness yeah. is a great time. And,
3: and it's it's run so nicely, and I always have fun, and it's it's just such a good time.
0: Uh, for me, I don't. I you so, know everybody everybody's gonna laugh. I'll we'll have something to say. I don't mean to further any cultural stereotypes.
3: Oh, uh, <laughs> somebody my, likes St. Patrick. My, my favorite
0: day. My favorite day in Utica. The day I look forward to. No matter how old I get, and it's older every year. I love the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It's a good one. And not even as much fun as I have, you know, going on to Varick Street afterwards, and that's a blast, and I always have a good time. I love the parade. I remember going to the parade when I was a little kid, when we used to go there down Columbia Street, mm-hmm. and I'd be under that bridge with all, you know, my grandparents who were, you know, off the boat Irish folks, and all my aunts and uncles and everything. And I've been going since I was a little kid. I see so many people, and... I just love it. I love the vibe. I love the way everything gets packed. I love having it be 9 o'clock in the morning, have a buzz on, and be walking around downtown. Oh, yeah. And the whole Varick Street. I I always look forward to St. Patrick's Day in Utica. It's a great time. I wish there was an
1: Italian holiday that I could <laughs> get behind that same way yeah. because we just went on that big rallying point against Columbus Day. That's like a big Italian holiday. Yeah, they
3: have like, um, they have like the Festival of Saints and stuff. The St.
0: Joseph's Day. Yeah, they got St. Joseph's Day. Right.
3: And they have the feast and the whole shebang. And that uh, well, that's, really...
0: that's, that's because the Italians don't know how to party like the Irish. We just eat.
3: That's what it comes just, down to. So. E- they just make I'm, a whole Irish...
0: b- the Italians just make a whole bunch of pasta and whack a guy. That's yeah. all they do. <laughs> well, you want to whack a guy? <laughs>
3: I'm Irish Italian. I'm a I'm a 50-50 split, so
0: uh-huh. And I'm I'm head over heels in love with fifty percent of Aaron Higgins. <laughs> pretty pretty true statement. Pretty true, <laughs> true. Well thanks for the mailbag questions this week. Keep them coming, guys. Keep coming Great stuff.
3: Yeah, we love uh, you. We're
1: gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, it's time for a celebration.
3: It most definitely 30 is time.
1: Years in the making. They tell me.
0: We get the less show we have to write. <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
2: well, not a lot of
0: writing for this week. All Aaron,
3: right, are you ready? I'm
0: ready. We're ready.
1: Yeah. Woo! Champagne bottle popping.
3: <laughs> Pop that champagne. We're popping. I'm gonna pour some champagne.
1: Yeah, we we teased it on the on the Twitter today. Uh, I gave you your gifts already. Kevin, you turned thirty years old today. I sure hey, did. Awesome. thirty years old today. Salute. my As we my take friend.
0: the show, October nineteenth, it's been thirty years. Um, this is yours. I gotta say, I. It's supposed to be some crazy thing, turning 30. I certainly don't feel any different today than I felt yesterday.
1: You'll feel different tomorrow.
0: I'm going to say two things. One is very serious. One is a little bit more in joking, but I'm highly serious about it as well. Number one, the outpouring of love and respect from everybody that I know. The phone's been buzzing all day with texts and calls and Facebook and tweets and all that stuff. And it's amazing to see, even if you know how much people care, it's nice to see it happen on your birthday and validate that maybe you mean something to some people. And so I'm most thankful for that, but a very close second, on my thirtieth birthday, one of the things I am most thankful for in this entire world is my hairline. Great. (laughs) I'm thirty years old. Phenomenal hairline. It hasn't budged an inch. It's not going away from the ground. Happy Uh, birthday. Gendan. I don't know what that means. Uh, we watched a lot of the Save safranos, it for St. Joseph's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, 30 years
1: old. That means I'm the only person on the show who
0: is not 30. At the only moment. guy who's in your 20s. Milk it. Um, Milk it. A I, I now yeah. join 30-year-old Aaron Higgins. That was the first thing. Higgins texted me at the crack of dawn this morning She's Like, now you're old like me. I was like,
3: welcome to the club. It's much cooler now that Actually, you're Actually, at here. first
0: it was just like Sully with about a hundred L's and Y's <laughs> at the end of it. And then not even happy birthday, just like it. like, Sully, birthday.
1: I thought I wrote.
3: It's birthday.
1: Uh, let me, I'll ask you this question because this is something my okay. sister told me. My sister is about 12 years older than me. And as I turned 29 last year, she said to me, are you stressed out about 30? And I said, not particularly. No. And she gave me an interesting point. She said, I'll tell you the truth, twenty nine is worse than thirty. Oh because yeah. Because for twenty nine, you sit around thinking about thirty that whole year. This is your last year of your twenties. And when you by the time you get to thirty, you're like, nah, I'm fine. It's all good. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I kind of get that. Like, I'm not really nerved out about
0: 30 at all. Mm-hmm. But 29 has been like a huge sort of like uh, what's going you're, on? You're pretty neurotic with it as yes, well. But I, I can understand what you're saying because when it's 29 like you know it's the last year. And thirty is you know supposed to be it's somewhat of a milestone and this and that and the other thing and Aaron is just aggressively pouring champagne into these cups I repeatedly. It. I love it.
3: I didn't find champagne flutes in your house. I'm not so sure why. I assumed you had champagne flutes here.
0: You would have. But them. I found. A, I think we have like a wine glass. <laughs> a <senior laughs> a wine glass. Flutes. I found a fair you
3: amount. You find of like, plenty.
0: You'll find plenty of rock glasses and pint glasses. I found I a fair I amount of go.
3: pint glasses, so I'm just pouring champagne into pint glasses at this point. I mean, this is enough. a
0: beer glass you
3: give me
1: with oh. champagne. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: Guess no. what? Is it a vessel to drink champagne out of? It is. Done.
1: It's true. It's true.
3: No, I, I got to say that like I'm I'm
1: about three months away from mm-hmm. thirty, and I'm already
0: sort of I'm sort of over it. Already. I think in terms of really th- th- You fine. know what? Too I think well because at the end of the day, like it's not really that big of a deal. It's not like your whole life changes everything. anymore. But also, I do think, and this is speaking in generalities. This isn't the same for everybody. Exactly the same. But I do think thirty is probably an easier and Aaron. You can probably speak to this for me. I think 30 is probably an easier pill to swallow for men than it is women. Oh, without a doubt. I think that men are a little bit more comfortable with getting older than women tend to be in general. It, well,
3: it's, it's, it's the typical, you know, men age gracefully and become George Clooney and women turn into old spinsters. I'm still waiting it's, for
0: those great temples. No, it's absolutely. like,
3: it's, it's one of those things that happened for us we also as women have to deal with a lot of like the pressures of what we thought we were going to be when we were little mm-hmm. it's that pressure like oh when i'm 30 i'm going to have a family and i'm going to have a career that i love and uh, yeah
0: and there, there is also the fact that you know although it does take two to tango so to speak
3: exactly there
0: is a, a biological clock that probably comes in with women because you are the child bearers of yeah. our it's, species it's tougher
3: for us but right. i think that honestly more so than physically or chemically and emotionally it's just a Pump, you got to get her over. The minute I turned 30, I had like two days where I was like, wow.
0: 90% of it is half mental. Exactly. In the words of the immortal yogi parent, 90% <laughs> oh, of the game is half
3: R. R. mental. Um, um, you know, I will say something really interesting that uh, a friend of the podcast, Justin Parkinson, said to me today about turning 30. He said that it's not really a big deal as long as you're still moving forward in your life. Right. And as long as you're moving forward and you feel like you're moving forward, 30 is just a number and you can almost celebrate being... Uh, a person now that m- is moving forward. Well, that's. I think that goes
1: a long way to. It was it, easily
3: like, the smartest thing Justin's ever said. <laughs>
1: easily, I'll be <laughs> easily. I'll be 30 in January, right? Mm-hmm. I'm already, I, as a human being, I'm in better shape. I'm less depressed. I don't treat myself or my friends as poorly as I used to. Well, you have, to I think have about a better when you were,
0: job. Yeah, when you like, were 20. My That's life is that. actually probably much better now than it ever was in my 20s. That's, I feel, I got to tell you, like, on my 30th birthday, I feel like my life is so good right now <laughs> that I am desperately panicked on a daily basis waiting for the shoot. <laughs> we talk about it all, like, all the time. I've had a tough year, like, you know, family stuff and different things in life. You know, we've gone through a lot, like, as a family and everything. And so I'm still kind of in crisis mode anyway. Oh. But, like, now I'm sitting here, I'm looking around, I'm like, I got this new job that's great. I got a wonderful, you know, cushion built up. I got good things going. I've got good things happening. We've got the show, yeah, made in Utah. Oh, yeah. The new job. I like where I live. I like everything going on. So now I'm just saying, I'm like, all right. What's coming? It's, something's it, coming. Something's coming down the pipe.
3: Something's coming a, down the pipe.
0: Aaron, you probably don't even
1: you don't realize like this is a conversation that me and him have like I'm, almost yeah. every day. It's like I is today it. the day? Is today
0: the, the day house the house gets burned down? Yeah, something.
3: The other like, shoe's gonna drop. It's
0: going way too well.
3: I will yeah. say this: I did open your mail today, Kevin.
0: You did? I saw. So you walked right into the studio. You saw my mail, and you just you. you. <laughs> That's you ripped offense. it, you picked it up, you're like, oh, I'm so excited for this. And I'm just like, well, I guess you're opening my mail you I've though.
3: been waiting for this day for a very long time that your dental insurance has
0: arrived. Not. It's not just the dental insurance, that's the dental, that's the medical, Your that's health the insurance vision. has arrived.
3: I almost cried. I was so excited. <laughs> I don't know, it's just one of those things, but I... I just want to say thank you on your birthday you for letting me open your are, mail.
0: I didn't let you; you picked it up and opened the envelope before I noticed what it was I like was out. really
3: psyched. Yeah, I, I know. I it was tell. the first thing I'm not sure to see
0: every. You you always bring it up and you're so excited. I'm like, does she think I'm like seconds from death? What is she so No, say? it's, it it's just about. like
3: it's such a cool.
0: Aaron, Aaron is the friend of my life who keeps me like responsible and on the ball and on point. Which is surprising.
3: Which is very surprising because most of the other the people listening to the show are going to say, "Aaron does that? That's
0: weird." But, <laughs> it's just like me. I give great advice for people's lives. I don't follow any of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um we uh we had some Halloween stuff to talk about. Uh but let's just move it to next week. Do, let's just do a Halloween episode next week. We'll, we'll do Halloween a Halloween episode
3: Boudica. Yeah. The Bouddha The Boudicast.
0: The, Boudicast. the Boudicast. I'm into it. Not uh, to be confused with the whole uh, show about like booty. That's booty. N- that's two weeks from now. Uh that's, I'll show it for that show too. And you know
3: what? I'll tell you
1: what. Uh since the over and unders sort of tie into what we're talking about here, let's move right into over
0: unders. Can done? we just have
3: one split second? I'm sorry. I hate to back it up, but since we're talking about stuff, that The first could,
0: time I ever heard Erin say she hates to back it up. Back it off. <laughs> True.
3: So since we're gonna, you know, since it's Sally's birthday, I figured I'd talk really quickly about something that Sally loves: the New York Mets.
0: I do not love the Mets. God, um,
3: they're doing very well. That's all I wanted to say. Go to over under.
0: No, look, I'm we're back gonna to, win the World Series. Look, look, I'm actually.
3: Back on what? I,
0: what's that? two? two, three. <laughs> Don't look. I'm I actually, think maybe three. How long Here's my auntie I have have the Mets won the World years. Series in my lifetime.
3: Yeah, eighty six. I was
0: born eighty five. All right, okay. just checking.
3: Just checking. it
0: um, not you drink your champagne?
3: I'm drinking it.
1: Um, <clears throat> I actually, I'm rooting for the Mets or the Cubs. Whoever wins this NL series, I want them to win the whole. I'm pulling heavy
0: for the Cubs. Definitely to be honest, for the Cubs, for To sure. be honest
3: with you, it's such a like a. If you were to say, "Oh, the Cubs and the Mets are playing to go to the World Series this year," ten months ago, people would have been like, oh, "Okay, sure, they are biggest losers mm-hmm. in the NL." Keep right.
1: going. Let's move on. Over, under, guys. We missed it last couple weeks. Uh, so We've been let's, busy. Let's, we have been really busy. So let's start with one
0: that's very relevant.
3: You better have good ones. Over, okay.
0: under, birthday cake. Kevin, go ahead. Uh, I, will, I will tell you. I don't know if you guys know this about me. I am going to say 150% overrated. Woo! I don't really like cake. I don't have much of a sweet tooth in the first place. But cake, absolutely not. You want to make me birthday brownies? I'm all about mm-hmm. it. A birthday pie? That's what yep, I was going to say. Birthday birthday pie. Cherry pie. Yep. apple? For God's sakes, the first the first woman to make me a birthday banana cream pie will have my heart for the rest of my life.
3: I could do that like but tomorrow. Yeah,
0: I bet you could. You've already got it, though. I already have um, it. Um, yeah, birthday Ed cake, boy. birthday cake, no. Yeah, I've always no been, for it. I've
3: been
1: negative on birthday cake for a long time, because again, much like you, I would prefer a pie or some sort of pastry to an actual cake. Like, mm-hmm. like, yellow cake with white frosting is the most skeevy thing I can think of. Like, I'm not really <laughs> into, it. like, it's, especially if you get it from, like, what a, a store. a weird thing to say. <laughs> I'm not into it, it's so, like, and then you have to go to the birthday, and they're like, ugh, eat a piece of the cake,
3: and somebody's like, it's somebody's birthday, I'm like, that dirty looks nauseating to
1: me. I'm sorry. No thanks. Birthday! Wow, we're all overrated on birthday cake,
3: huh? uh, Well, I'm gonna say overrated on birthday cake only because I haven't eaten it since 19. True, you can't eat. I haven't eaten birthday cake in a really long time, but I do prefer birthday pie. I will say that I I do much prefer a pie to a cake. That's fair. That's just how I roll.
1: Let's move on. Uh, SNL started its uh, new season, 41st season, a couple weeks ago. Its opening guest, Miley Cyrus. Overrated, underrated, Miley Cyrus.
0: God, I I gotta I'm say, I, I don't know, I don't know if you did this on purpose for my thirtieth birthday because this makes me feel really old, but I could give a shit. I don't care. Wow, really? Whatever, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. she's I I like the idea that she just kind of goes out and does whatever she wants to drum up press and like she likes to shock the people to make money. If Miley Cyrus were to slide into the DMs, I would certainly respond. To but like, but is- I mean. I mean, other than that, yeah, whatever. I don't she's know. She's just striking all the I, irons out. Yeah, I can't say that she's overrated or underrated because I don't know how the people rate her. I'm I don't sure. care,
3: and I don't
1: care. She's
0: doing this project with the Flaming Lips, which is cool. That makes yeah. her seem legitimate because the Flaming Lips don't. Did really, you read about the project? Only vaguely. It's yet. a They're nude concert. Nude. No, it's a music video concert. <laughs> nude is that what it? Is? But I'm not sure if that's them grasping to stay relevant or if that's her grasping to be considered a more serious artist. But. I gotta be honest with you. If I cared any less, I'd be dead. I don't really know. Um, I'm gonna say underrated, and I'll tell you simply
1: why. Because I had zero, I had zero take on Miley Cyrus. I don't as care where it is. As most people, but can. as I watched her on SNL. I'll be damned if I can't be like that girl can actually sing if that you, is one thing if yet. you look past the character and the show that she puts on and I get it yeah, I understand the marketing she can
3: definitely sing girl's got a hell of a voice yeah, she can right? like, like, that's
1: the thing that really like I was like oh I never really put two and two together but well, well, her you, voice is killing it when you
3: spur it. from the loins of the great Billy Ray mm.
1: well just take those old records off the shelf you just take <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Uh <laughs> that's not Billy Ray Cyrus take those <laughs> old it records it's... off the shelf oh yes oh, that's all the same that's thing. alright let's move on um so these are over unders that were sent to us by readers. Oh, cool. so I have two anonymous. Are we over-unders. gonna? We're we gonna say anonymous? To no, anonymous? they wanted. They wanted it to be anonymous. Okay. Oh, very they, cool. They asked us to be anonymous. Let's so do them like hot takes. Uh, and this one also ties into being thirty years old, right? Overrated, underrated, going to
0: bed early.
3: Oh, super underrated.
0: As somebody with a fresh new job who's had to get up early and has been going to bed earlier um i've always been a night owl my whole life i like staying up i feel like i'm missing stuff when i go to bed very like you even Mm -hmm. know me um but like (laughs) i'm trying to live my life Aaron. i'm
3: sorry i'm sorry um
0: it is it's in a lot of ways it is underrated it's nice to be it's nice to have it be like 10 o'clock and feel like all right i'm done for the day Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's i have nothing else to do i have nothing else to go on you know because i've been the type of person where you would ask me last year it's rare that i'm asleep before two o'clock yeah in -hmm. the morning
3: yeah that is true
0: underrated God, I we're it's, so old. Listen to us. Sam's
3: going to be like, We're going to
0: lose the youth demographic no, no, yes, on this yes. episode. Like, they like, got go, politicians. <laughs> they're going to bed early.
3: I, I, <laughs> you and I are like, Oh man, if I could crawl about at 8 o'clock, it'd be great. Sam's like, I'm partying all night. I'm 29. Please.
0: <laughs> please. This kid's in bed, but when he gets out of work, gets into his sweatpants. i, I, I sweatpants sweat right no, now. sweatpants go on so quickly from the time I get out. Like The fact that I'm not wearing sweatpants currently I, is
1: was kinda a, weird an outlier. He's got to go out after the
3: Oh, that's right.
1: That's true. Uh, no, here's the thing, though. Uh, I like going to bed early, but God love it if I still don't have that fear of missing out, right? I Whenever know. I go to bed at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, I'm thinking to myself, like, something cool is going to happen. I don't
3: mm-hmm. have nothing.
1: That. And by the way, nothing cool ever happens. Oh, well. Right, I do Not know. Not as so. often as you think it's
0: going to happen. Like in, in, t- the, in the wise words of a very good friend of mine, Anthony Colenzo, he would always say this, and to be fair, this is from years working at bars, and he would say it, not about going to bed early, but he's like, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Uh-huh. It's true. And it just means you do nothing but get into trouble. And to be fair, anytime I've stayed up past 2 a.m. like been out and been hanging out, I'm Two always news, news, philandering and getting into trouble. Do love you know, to get in trouble. Nothing
3: is open after 2 a.m. except for legs and ERs.
0: I think the Ew. broken egg is open.
3: And the broken egg. Yeah. Well, that's, that sort of sums it up. I go to bed at like... <laughs> I kind of go to bed at like 8 o'clock. I'll turn on like baseball, West Coast baseball.
0: That'll put you right to sleep. I'll text you. I'll text sometimes at 7.15 to ask her a question. And I'll get a text back at 5.30 the next morning, like, oh, sorry, I was sleeping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm
3: (laughs) exhausted.
0: 30-year-old Aaron Higgins.
3: (laughs) Hey, listen, your byline now reads 30-year-old Kevin Sullivan. Not my
1: byline. All right, well, 29-year-old Safe Amelaro says, let's move on to the next one here. Do it up. Uh, And this is the last one for the day. Let's close on this one. Okay. Is this us or is this a viewer? Uh, This is us. This is us. This is me. Okay. Okay. Overrated,
0: underrated. Food porn.
3: Oh god, I'm so over it. What
0: food? What does that mean? Food porn. Right, food people, porn. Food people posting pictures of food. Post yeah. pictures this of my food. Somebody got so. Up, up. Everybody stop. Number one, the term. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> knock it. That knock it the fuck off. It's <laughs> Woo! Woo! Here's my thing. <laughs> Holy
3: smoke! Here's wow. my thing. Like number
0: one, if if you call yourself a foodie, get a hobby. Get a but hobby. But like all these, I I I as somebody who's worked in restaurants, somebody who's cooked, somebody who likes to cook at home, all this stuff. There is nothing I appreciate more about food, even more than taste. Half the time then great plate presentation. Mm-hmm. I love when the food yep. looks beautiful, but if you're putting your low effort, my first Susie homemaker meal on Instagram, and it's some banged up looking chicken with some weird vegetables, <laughs> and you're like, identify. food porn, I can't believe nobody's wifed me up yet. Dude, stop. Like Get your life together. Get a book, get a hobby. Go down and read the old folks at the nursing home. I don't care what you do. No, food porn terrible. I'm can't with you, it. man. I, and here's the thing. Because I'm with you in that same thing. Like,
1: I was a restaurant guy. I actually like to cook. I love to cook. I yeah. love to be around food. But I, not so much overrated underrated. If you're gonna put pictures of your food up, step your game up.
0: It better I, be incredible. It, I don't want to see. That's what I mean. I'll see people yeah. putting up like chicken cutlets and a little bit of grilled asparagus and like, oh, look at how amazing I am. Like, congratulations, That's- you're in your late 20s and you finally figured out how to supp- cook for yourself. <laughs> what do you mean? Think it's what? What's going on?
3: I just thought of somebody who does that, like, all the time. And I'm not going to say it because that's not very nice. But we have, um, we know people who, I There's
0: plenty of people. Here's the thing. I I was raging about this a couple nights ago, all these low effort posts. I see my
3: Instagram feed. And my Instagram feed comes up and it's like, uh, Ocean Blue, that beautiful new restaurant downtown. And their plates look amazing. How many pictures
0: can you see off this deck before so I'm done. No, no, I'm done with by, the deck. By the way.
3: Not with the deck. <laughs> next I, episode. I saw a picture of, like, they had brunch this weekend. And somebody posted a picture of the brunch. And it was amazing looking. And it looked like a restaurant food. That's great. Everyone's happy. But then the two next pictures were like, oh, I made, I made Brussels sprouts. And you're like, I don't care you made Brussels sprouts. You boiled a bag of frozen vegetables. You're done. I don't need to see a picture of your frozen vegetables. I'm good. Finish your champagne yourself. Birthday. Moral of the right.
1: story, if you're going to put... I
3: hate it. If
1: you're going to put pictures of your food, put it on Snapchat so I don't
0: have to see it again after I've done. it once. Guys,
3: do you want to okay? hear an update on my life? I deleted my Snapchat.
0: Whoa. I actually did not know that you had a Snapchat.
3: Exactly my point. Invisible woman. There
0: you go. We're, I, th- I think we are a little bit too old for Snapchat. I deleted
3: I my Snapchat. They were getting there.
0: I watched the people and I've used it for certain purposes here and there, but like...
3: I just I really don't, don't use it
0: the way that people use it. I
3: don't need a 480-minute story on... Mm-hmm you're going to soccer practice. I'm done. I'm good.
0: I could use that
1: story. Um, guys, happy birthday again Kevin. Folks, thanks for joining us uh we'll be next week uh Halloween episode of the cast.